Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hyper-IgM syndrome from the immunology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A six-month-old boy who has a past medical history of skin infections presents with difficulty breathing, high fever, and non-productive cough. He is immediately started on broad-spectrum antibiotics. On further questioning, his family history includes a maternal uncle dying at age 20 from overwhelming pneumonia. Sputum is induced with hypertonic saline inhalation, and eventual staining shows pneumocystitis. He is immediately started on IVIG. This is a case of hyper-IgM syndrome. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about hyper-IgM syndrome. Hyper-IgM syndrome is an inherited primary combined B and T cell immunodeficiency characterized by increased levels of IgM. In terms of the genetics, it is an X-linked recessive disorder. It involves a mutation in a gene that codes for the CD40 ligand and involves a pathogenesis related to the CD40 ligand. CD40 ligand in a normal circumstance is expressed on activated T helper cells. This is affected by a defect in humoral immunity as CD40 ligand is necessary to induce B cells to undergo Ig class switching. Class switching would be from IgM to IgG, IgA, and IgE. This process is also affected by a defect in cell-mediated immunity because CD40 ligand is also required for maturation of T cells, dendritic cells, and macrophages. In terms of symptoms, the onset is usually by one year of age and often with pneumocystis infections. Note that most cases are diagnosed before four years of age. Let's now talk about the clinical presentation and symptoms along with physical exam findings of hyper-IgM syndrome. Symptoms include severe pyogenic infections early in life, chronic diarrhea, opportunistic infections including pneumonia, pneumocystis, cryptosporidium, CMV, and echovirus encephalitis. Pancytopenia is also common, and symptoms would include fatigue, infection, pallor, and bleeding. Let's now talk about the diagnostic evaluation of hyper-IgM syndrome. Evaluation involves testing for Ig levels, which would show an increase in IgM and a decrease in IgA, IgG, and IgE due to the defect in class switching. Diagnosis is confirmed with flow cytometry a deficient expression of CD40 ligand on activated T helper cells and normal T and B cell levels would be diagnostic. A CBC would show neutropenia and possibly thrombocytopenia. With respect to a differential diagnosis, the main differentials to consider would be Bruton agammaglobulinemia, combined variable immunodeficiency, and severe combined immunodeficiency. Let's move on and talk about the treatment of hyper-IgM syndrome. Firstly, there should be prophylaxis of pneumocystis, and there should also be regular IVIG replacement as well. Let's now talk about the prognosis, prevention, and complications of hyper-IgM syndrome. In terms of the prognosis, there's a 20% survival rate past young adulthood. Hyper-IgM syndrome is a leading cause of death due to pneumonia, encephalitis, and malignancy. In terms of complications, you would have an increased risk of autoimmunity, an increased risk of malignancies including hepatocellular carcinoma and carcinoid tumor, you could have infection, and bronchiectasis. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question, a four-year-old Caucasian male patient presents with recurrent infections. During examination of his CD4 T-cells, it is noticed that his T-cells lack CD40 ligand. 
which type of immunoglobulin is likely to be present in excess? 1. IgA 2. IgE 3. IgG 4. IgM or 5. IgD And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, IgM. The CD40 ligand receptor interaction is necessary for isotype switching. In the absence of this receptor, B cells are unable to shift from production of IgM to the other immunoglobulins listed in the answer choices, resulting in an excess of the former molecule. This is called hyper-IgM syndrome. Remember, the five types of hyper-IgM syndrome are due to a defect in either the CD40 ligand, receptor, or any other part of the isotype switching signaling cascade. They all result in excess IgM and lack of sufficient IgA, IgE, and IgG subtype production. This deficiency leads to deficiency in the protective functions of these immunoglobulins such as IgG opsonization of bacteria and dimeric IgA mucosal immunity. In a normal patient, cytokines secreted by CD4 T cells following CD40 ligand binding to CD40 determines which Ig will be produced from isotype switching. For example, secretion of IL4 leads to the production of IgE and secretion of TGF-beta leads to IgA production. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. The first citation by Davies et al. discuss bone marrow transplantation as a therapy for hyper-IgM syndrome. They also mention gene therapy as a potential future cure, but its feasibility is currently in question. Complications of hyper-IgM syndrome include autoimmunity, lymphoid hyperplasia, and lymphoid malignancy. The next citation by Cooper et al. describe IgM in an article on primary immunodeficiency. They show that hyper-IgM disorder is primarily X-linked and is therefore predominant in males. Its age of presentation is variable, and it is commonly treated with intravenous immune globulin. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1, 2, 3, and 5 are incorrect because IgM is the default immunoglobulin produced by B cells, and CD40 ligand receptor interaction is required for isotype switching to the other answer choices. Next question. A two-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his parents after they found him to be lethargic and febrile. His current symptoms started one week ago and initially consisted of a sore throat and a runny nose. He subsequently developed a fever and productive cough that has become worse over time. Notably, this patient has previously presented with pneumonia and gastroenteritis eight times since he was born. On presentation, the patient's temperature is 103 degrees Fahrenheit or 39.4 degrees Celsius, blood pressure is 90 over 50 millimeters of mercury, pulse is 152 per minute, and respirations are 38 per minute. Based on clinical suspicion, an antibody panel is obtained, and the results show low levels of IgG and IgA relative to the level of IgM. The expression of which of the following genes is most likely abnormal in this patient? 1. CD40 ligand. 2. STAT or STAT3. 3. LYST. 4. CD18 or 5, NADPH oxidase. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, CD40 ligand. This young boy with recurrent infections and a decreased IgG to IgM ratio most likely has hyper-IgM syndrome, which is caused by a defect in the gene CD40 ligand.
Remember, an appropriate immune response to infection depends upon proper coordination of multiple signaling pathways. One important pathway is binding of CD40L on helper T cells to CD40 on B cells because this interaction leads to antibody class switching from IgM to IgG and IgA. Since these latter antibody types are utilized by the mature humoral immune response, patients with defective class switching, known as hyper-IgM syndrome, will present with recurrent pyogenic infections, opportunistic infections, and abnormal serum antibody findings. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, STAT3 is deficient in Job syndrome, which is an immunodeficiency disorder that leads to elevated levels of IgE and is associated with skin and facial findings that are not seen in this case. Answer choice 3, LYST or LIST, is deficient in Chediak-Higashi syndrome, which is an immunodeficiency disorder that is associated with defective phagolysosome formation. This disorder does not affect antibody class distribution. Answer choice 4, CD18, is deficient in leukocyte adhesion deficiency, which is an immunodeficiency disorder that is characterized by defective migration of leukocytes to sites of infection. This disorder does not affect antibody class distribution. And finally, answer choice 5, NADPH oxidase is deficient in chronic granulomatous disease, which is an immunodeficiency disorder that is associated with defective production of peroxides in the oxidative burst. This disorder does not affect antibody class distribution. In summary, hyper-IgM syndrome is a congenital immunodeficiency disorder that is caused by deficient CD40L, a protein that is required for antibody class switching. And that's all for this review about hyper-IgM syndrome. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.